Hello and welcome to Savage Dating Tips. This is Carolyn Savage, your host, and tonight we have a special guest. She is a new friend of mine and she is my former client. Her name is Paige. I'll let her introduce herself and just, um, Paige, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Paige. I'm 64 years old and I think we're going to be talking about dating over 60 perhaps. And I have some experience in that realm. I've been single for just about two years now and I have uh, done some things right and I've done some things wrong in dating and so I hope that my experience can uh, help you enhance your experience with dating. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to be talking about dating over 60 and uh, dating after divorce. And so I just wanted to just, um, I just want to get in your business a little bit. And then so I just want her to tell us a, a little bit about how things are going. So um, so how long have you been dating? I, uh, seriously, maybe about a year. Mm-hmm. I tried it about six months after my divorce, discovered I was not quite ready uh, then I was relocating and had a lot going on, and I just did not have the energy to put into it. Yes, and you know, it's almost like it's like a part-time job. So it does take a lot of energy. And if you're not, if you're not feeling uh, the dates or not having a good time, do you feel like that? If you're not having a good time, what made you kind of slow it down? Well, some of it was emotional, just uh, being newly divorced, realizing that I wasn't emotionally equipped and ready and needed to work on some of those marital issues still. Um, I think slowing down and then it was also partly the dating pool. I mean, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes I just need a break. Yes. <laughs> I get it. On my on my podcast, we call it uh, in the trenches. So sometimes, you know, you get that, that you get the dating fatigue. What's that? Yes, it feels that way sometimes. You know, yeah, like you're in a fight. So, but okay. So, what has been the funnest part of dating for you? Oh gosh, um, I love trying new restaurants and drinking great wine, and then just enjoying the company of a handsome man. That part's been fun. I... Yeah, I'm stop there. Go ahead. Right. Should I just stop there? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But no, I, um, I'd say, like, for me, I, I really like the stories that men tell. I think when when I when I go on dates, it's not so much. I think it's it's the experience for some men. It just depends on what type of date. But I, I love the stories. Um, one guy took me to where is that place in New Orleans? It's uh, Algiers, and you can see New Orleans. And so he just well, he walked and talked and told me all the stories about him, and I thought that was fun. But yeah, I think you're right, and I and mm-hmm. I do like meeting people. I'm interested in people's history and stories. Uh, mm. I I was a nurse prior to that. I was a counselor, so I'm very much into uh, into the emotional side of things and and tap into people in that uh, way. Usually, and connect in that way. And uh, so, yes, 
Uh, it's interesting to meet people, all kinds of people, even if there's not a connection, and I know that I'll never see them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, let me ask you this. How do you know, because I, I feel like a lot of women say, you know, that they immediately get a connection or they don't, or how do you know that there's a connection? Like, what what's the signals for you to make you seem like, oh, okay, I'm really connecting with this person? Well, I guess, I mean, I, I've fallen into the trap of chemistry mm-hmm. and thinking that that was a connection and mistaking pleasure for true connection, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It um, does. So, since then, I'm learning. I won't say that I've learned. I will say that I'm in the process of learning that connections can take time. Mm-hmm. And it, it, which means investing time and energy into getting to know someone, and maybe a connection grows from that. I'm a little skeptical of instant connection because, as I said, I tend to mistake that chemistry for something more. Yeah. Or I'm at risk to do it anyway. And I feel the same. It's like I, sometimes it could be that guy is really cute. He's your ideal guy. I don't care what age you are. Sometimes you just get caught up on, you know, especially over 50 or something. You, If you see a guy with a nice body, we're like, oh, wow, and he keeps himself up or something. So that attracts us. And then if he took us, you on the experience with the wine and went some really nice, cool place, you get do you get caught up in you know, the wine in the nice place, and he looks good. But then, like you said, the true connection, it come, it does come later. But I know we can have instant sparks, but I'm learning that too. Um, but I, I feel what you're saying. Because yeah, we, you, you can think it's instant, but it's, it's really almost romanticizing. What's that now? I, mean, I think that there can be an instant connection that's true and real yeah. and last. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, there's there's plenty of couples out there that have proven that. There's, yeah. there's, you know, people have fallen in love at first sight, and that has lasted 50 years or what have yeah. you. It, it's a thing, but for myself, I just need to um, withhold some parts for myself until I'm, I'm sure about that. And I, like I said, I'm not mistaking it a uh, pleasure for something more than just that. Yeah, yeah. I heard someone say a pleasure agreement. I I like to uh, watch other podcasts on YouTube. And he said, sometimes it's weird. He said, that's really what it's about. So it's, and then it could be six months from now, a year, and it still seems like a pleasure agreement. And it's almost like, I don't know if you get this. I get it sometimes. I'll look really cute. I'll dress the part. I'll keep in that like story or that, you know, the the that connection, like you said, that, that initial connection, but is it really, like you said, true connection? And so sometimes yeah. it's, yeah, like being sexy or whatever it is, but, but it's a pleasure thing almost. And that's, you know, when two people just have sex or it's just, we just go whatever, do our hobbies together or something like that. But is it a true, you know, connection? I think that's been the hardest part for me in dating is, is um, to really find a true connection. And yes, like you said, you can find an instant connection immediately and you can talk to someone for hours and then, you know, you continue to almost want to see each other every day and it works out. But some some people, you know, you're caught up for the wrong reason sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that makes sense. And then, so tell us, just tell us like a few, give us some, if you will, give us some little stories of like some of the, a few of the guys that you went on dates with. 
And you can, I always name my guys drinks. You can name them whatever you want. I just name them <laughs> drinks. So, so we don't have to say their names or anything. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to call this first one a French 75. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I definitely fell into the pleasure trap. I was lonely, and I had not really done the work uh, that I needed to do in terms of understanding, like, what what was my bottom line? Uh, what would I not tolerate um, from someone? And really understanding my true worth, if you will. Mm-hmm. And although I worked with you and I came a long way with that, I didn't necessarily apply what you uh, attempted to teach me, Carolyn. So I've since done that, and I've done a, a retreat that helped me a great deal. And I came back from that retreat mm-hmm. thinking that, you know, I need to stand in my power, stand in my power. And and that's that's true, but I've shifted from power to work recently, mm-hmm. and I think they're interchangeable in, in a way. If I really know my worth and, and I'm secure in my worth, then that's very powerful. Yeah. And if I'm standing in my power, then I know my worth. Yeah. But I, di- I sorry, I digress. So Spring 75 was the whole package. He was great looking. He was <laughs> tall. He wined me and dined me. I think he was also lonesome. Right. And we just felt, you know, we were we were like falling instead of what I've since learned, I need to crawl towards love, not fall into love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it takes my time, and it just didn't last. And then, so we had the separation, and then we came back together, and I just really was so guarded and not trusting I ended it, and now we're sort of circling each other again, and I was going to see him, and then I decided, no, I don't want to see him, and I didn't. Uh, and he's try, you know, he, he says a lot of nice words, but mm-hmm. his actions say different. Right. And that's all that I can go on is, is, is his actions, and, I, and I'm hoping that, you know, right. he... Um, his behavior just it just doesn't match the the nice and pretty flowery words that um, he uses. To... He knows what you want to hear, huh? Well, I think that he knows many of us are vulnerable right. to hear what we want to hear. Yep. Um, but for instance, he said recently that I was like the perfect type woman. And I was like, oh, you know, well, can you tell me more about that? What does that mean? Well, he couldn't find the word. Uh huh. That's just not real. He just didn't think that you'd ask that second question. Maybe, you know, maybe if you can't put it into words, then you don't know. It's just, it's empty. Yeah, we call it fluff, yes. Yeah. And that sounds like that was a pleasure agreement in a way, or just that was that one of your first dates, or where was he in the dating? No, he. He was the only one that I saw more than three times. So most of my dates have been one and done. Okay. I've gone to three with a few people. I saw one guy on and off for about three months, and I don't know, maybe we saw each other six or more times in there. Um, what do I call him? Uh, I would call him whatever the cheapest drink on the planet is. Ooh, girl, some kind of vodka or... <laughs> 
that's me. The one on the bottom shelf, you know, that bottom that we don't remember the name. I say that is because everything was quantified around what it cost, and that mm-hmm. just was so fatiguing. And it's not that he wasn't generous, right? Um, you know, in his way with you know paying for things and all, but so he would that, tell you like, oh, okay, wow, this is sixty, but or whatever. You're looking at a menu, and he kind of say the the prices, or how would he say it? Well, it would be like, oh, look, it's, you know, let's stop and have this cocktail. $14 for a cocktail? No. I'm not paying $14 for it. a cocktail. I can get, you know, so-and-so and such-and-such. You do not want a guy to say that on the day. They should know that, no, too. Yeah, no, that's the last thing I want to hear. So right. Mm-hmm. And that's even with me offering to buy the $14 cocktail. It's too much. Oh, okay. I mean, period. He just didn't have that abundance. Yeah, and so, you know, that cooled off, and I waited about six months and thought, maybe we can be friends, and we, we went out to a, 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 an art an art show together. And uh, it, he started that whole thing again, and I remembered why I didn't want to see Oh, him. my God, yeah. So that was that. But uh, I recently had a guy, I think this is day three, and um, so we got into some heavy kissing at the end of the night. There mm-hmm. was definitely some uh, cocktails involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, he pressed his erection up against me, and I told him it was time for him to leave. And I never heard from him. Again. You weren't ready for all that, yeah. I wasn't ready for it, but I didn't invite it either. Oh, no. I, you know, and I don't. Were you not feeling him like that physically either? No, not so much. And I just. It just was, it was too aggressive for me somehow. Um, And It's like he took his little Viagra and he was ready, you know, like ready when he wants to be ready. (laughs) You turned him on, Paige, that's right, you just turned him on. But I get it, you need to be at your pace. He was not at your pace. Well, and the fact that I never heard from him again after Mm -hmm. that, to me it's so kind of high school in a way. I know that you know, people have been walking away from people since the beginning of time. We call it ghosting now. But before we ghosted, people just, you know, stop showing up in your life or whatever. Yeah. And I did it to men, too. Right. But um, I just think it's so interesting that that we don't communicate better at this age. I get it. I swear I do. Yes. That makes it's the expectation I yeah. have that apparently is not realistic. So you think after a certain age, oh, yeah, they communicate better. They'll tell you what they want or whatever. It's yeah. Or just say, oh, um, just call you and say, say something to you and say, well, it didn't work out or whatever it is. Or just say, have a good life. It was nice talking to you, something. But yeah. yeah, at this point, I would even accept that in a text. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, I don't, you don't need to call me. Just a text. But you know what I did intentionally? So it was about maybe two years ago. I started texting people instead of ghosting them. I said, I'm not going to ghost you. I'm going to tell you. So I would tell guys why I didn't. And I, I did it because I noticed that, yes, we say men do this. And you know, like we said, we have been ghosting for, you know, since the yeah. beginning of time. But so I said, let me do this. And when I did it to like three people. And one guy, you know, he called me. And so that meant something to me. So I ended up going on a, just a quick coffee date with him. And another guy, young guy, I just said, you're too young for me, blah, blah, and then some other guys. So I feel good about that because then when I, I get that back from people, too, I notice 
so I would get, you know, less ghosting. But it just makes me feel better because I'm telling them why I don't like them, even if they care or not. You know, sometimes they didn't even respond. Yeah. But it just no, makes me I, feel like I don't want to be a ghoster. <laughs> so, I'm gonna, so I did that for uh, for a little while. Maybe that year I did it, you know. I do the same thing, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Instead of having anyone, you know, just one day they didn't want to see them again and maybe they wanted to see me again. And so I just let them know that that sometimes it's as simple as I don't think we're a match. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I elaborate a little bit more. But I, I keep it pretty short and sweet because it's kind of that old adage of treating people the way that I want to be treated. Yeah. And and uh, is it going to stop people from ghosting me? No, not necessarily. But it's my own moral compass that I have to follow, not yeah. anyone else's. Right, and they, you know, they don't. They that's what they've been doing. They uh, just don't communicate, and it's easier for them to fall fall away and just not talk anymore. So they've been doing that all their lives. Probably they're they're not changing. Yeah, so that's true. And any other any other ones that you can think of? No, not really. Mm-hmm. Not that are that are standouts. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, you know, I know that part of my problem with the the French seventy five, as I said, I fell into the loneliness trap, and mm-hmm. I have better skills for that now. I feel so much less lonely than I have in a long time. I, I run into boredom. Mm-hmm. I get bored sometimes, but that's not but not alone. Not the same. <laughs> Sometimes the loneliness is just 30 minutes of exercise and it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's just sitting with the feeling and acknowledging it and allowing it to be in my body and, and locating it in my body and uh, giving it space to move outside of me so it's not all consuming. And I feel like, the, you know, the more skills like that I develop, the less likely I am to fall into the pleasure trap. Is that what you call it? It's rather agreement. But it's so true because a lot of, um, and girlfriends, I hope you are listening, but um, a lot of times we will eat. So that's that's the thing that we'll do. We'll sit and eat. We'll sit and drink. And then we'll start texting somebody that we shouldn't have. And I always, I have this video where it says, do not drink and text. So then we do those things because, like you said, I see you. I've met you, what, it's been two years? Yeah, so like so you've come such a long way because I love what you you said. You know the difference between bored, lonely, and so you know you know yourself better. And I like when you talked about your power and your worth. You you know your power really is who I am. Like remembering who who you are. And when I step in a room, what do I bring to this place? That that's power. And then your yeah. worth, you know that. You know, like with the guy, I, I'm not going to let you bump up on me and then we're going to go do the nasty. You know, so those type of things where, no, babe, you got to take me a couple of days. You got to talk to me. You got to do certain things before we even get to sex and we're going to talk about it first or whatever it is. So, but I like that. And then I think, like we said, we fill ourselves up with empty time. And so then I say date yourself. If you don't date yourself and go out and do fun things by yourself, or you can grab a girlfriend, but still, I say by yourself and knowing that, oh, I can just, like you said, I can go for a run. I can go to art gallery. I can do different things so that I don't need this man to make me less lonely. So, you know, or, or and I, I was in that chat for a long time where I, I literally was like, I'm so lonely. No, you know, just like, you know, and, and you're trying to fill yourself up with with guys or friends or something, but you still feel like you need a man. And I don't want to have to need a man. I want to be happy. And then he comes in, and then we're both just, you know, happy people. 
together. Yeah, and another piece to the loneliness when I was like really deep in it, then I start feeling sorry for myself. And that's not productive either. That's not going to get me anywhere either if I'm feeling sorry for myself. You talk about eating and what have you. Uh, a book I read, I shared it with you, it was just a Buddha date, and yes. I really just come to use almost like a text or a reference book. I like it so much. It talks about bumping up against your edges. What do you do when you're feeling your edges? Like you're feeling rejected, you're feeling lonely, you're feeling like I'm never going to find that person. What do you do? And, and I, I shop, I eat, mm-hmm. I drink. And if I drink, then I might want to text the person I shouldn't touch. That's right. It's so easy. <laughs> you know, I, I started escaping from my feelings. So I've learned that, that uh, there is no escape. It's only temporary anyway, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, bumping up against your edges. Yes, and I like that because you're, you're, you're I, I just, I also like journaling and meditation for that because mm-hmm. when you get to that point, like you said, you can write it down and then you can go, oh, okay, I always do this or I feel this way. Make sure you're writing your feelings down at that point when you're really feeling sad or lonely. Or, and then you can see like, okay, I always do this. I always feel this way. So we can shift it, you know. So, yeah. And the fear, I, I believe it's either FOMO, which is fear of missing out, and that's why we'll call that person, because you think, oh, if I do this, this will happen, and da-da-da, and then he'll, he'll keep calling me more, or he'll like me more, or he'll become this other person, he'll stop. Like you said, you went on the date with the guy for the second time and remembered, oh, he always talks about money. And he always talks about what he doesn't have or lack of. So then, you you know, you won't go, okay, when I'm really lonely, then I call the person and I do this again and I have the fear of missing out. Maybe he'll be a better guy. You know, so I... Yeah. yeah. I start making excuses for that person to allow them back into your life. Yep, yep. And that's good. Yeah, so you, I, I feel like you're learning. Mm-hmm. I don't like to give myself away. It doesn't feel good. I belong to myself first. Yes. My heart belongs to me first that's and right. foremost. That's right. And you are letting them try to take care of your heart or you just, you know how it is. We're just kind of giving them a piece of you. And if they can't handle that, then that's why you give first date, a second date. You can check them out. But most of the time it's best to – it takes me about – Really, honestly, one day. I don't even give you a second day. It really just takes me one day. And it's, yeah, it's easier yeah. because they haven't come in, you know, I haven't let them in that much. And so that way I can just go, no. I easily can do that. Or just really one conversation. Um, like on the app, you can conversate and text back and forth. And then once you talk to them on the phone, I kind of really can feel them. I go, no. <laughs> you can just yeah. back up because they're not going to. Let's eliminate people with, that, with just through a phone call, too. Yeah, that's good. So you get better at it. <laughs> I like that because, and and that, that's why I say to women, it's like you think you can go on two dates and and find the guy. It's going to take a couple of dates and really dating intentionally. And that's what I try to help people with is the date intentionally means that okay, I'm going to literally date more than I usually do because sometimes we get out of a relationship and then we may not talk to anyone for a whole year or so and then finally go on one or two dates and that second date, boom, he's in there. And then maybe you want to move in with him. So, and then he wasn't the right guy. So, you know, but um, let me see. Okay. I have another question for you. I said, okay. So what's the funnest part of dating? You told me, you told me kind of, kind of the experience, but is there any like really fun experiences that you can tell us about that the women are missing out on? 
Uh, I wish I could. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, my experience is more gear specific to living in New Orleans and having moved here two years ago and just getting out and exploring the city. I love this city so much uh, yeah. that, that it's just learning the city that I'm in and learning it with another person, whether they are being with another person that knows it very well or someone that's been discovering it right alongside me. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I like that because it is you're, you're learning the city because I think too even like I would live I live in Seattle you can go on a date and they'll take you to somewhere that you really you may have been but you know maybe it's been 20 years since you because you lived there all your life or something like that but like you said I think this is a great city to date though it definitely is. Yeah. It is a great city to date in terms of so much to do. It's just not a very large city, and mm-hmm. so I don't know about the dating tool for me. And um, I won't get political, but um, the sometimes the politics mm-hmm. also come into my values. Yeah, and uh, so it's it's having that aligned as well. I definitely have some things that I'm willing to compromise on, but uh, there there are things that are really significant um, that I won't compromise on. I just took a left turn from your question there. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) And we always know that's really non-negotiable because we always, the last uh, girl I had on, she, um, we we talked about, she said she had never even heard of non-negotiable, but so, yeah. So that's, you know, that's really what you won't, what you will not take, you know. Yeah. yeah well, the very first thing that I learned, and I mean, uh, I, I hope this doesn't sound shallow, but I got picked up in a in a pretty crappy car that I wasn't even sure was going to make it to our destination. I was concerned we were going to break down. Uh, he had to get in the driver's side to open my door, reach across and open my door. <laughs> I mean, that was my very first non-negotiable was, like, a, a fairly late model car that just runs well. Thank you. <laughs> now, was that Mr. Vakas? <laughs> no. That was a different guy. <laughs> this was my first day here. I have a thing for musicians. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was playing music where I was dancing, and um, we ended up hanging out for a little while after it set into that night, and then we had a date, one date, and I knew was like, no. no. Oh, and, right. and, and some that was it wasn't just the vehicle, uh, but it just was like, okay, sometimes it's the person's character, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's the car. <laughs> right, and it's like, you know, you just don't, you're at, a, you're at a certain status yourself, and you just don't want to be having to get in the car or say, let's take our car, my car. No. Yeah, you want a sturdy, nice-looking car. He's <laughs> a late model. Yeah, hello. I'm going to get to my destination. Yeah, he should he should feel bad. He should feel bad. Um, I I didn't have this I didn't have this question on my list, but do you think guys like that that are your age do you think is that the reason why they date younger girls so they kind of won't judge them? Why do you? Because I know we talk about this sometimes. <laughs> Women my age, we're we're starting to show some age, and um, I just think that I'm beautiful, as beautiful now as I was in my 20s, frankly. But it's taken me quite some time to get there, and it's been intentional to get there and to see myself that way. So 
but I think it's, you know, it's the lure of youth, and, and maybe if the guy's a bit immature, then, it, you know, sometimes younger women aren't as mature, but gosh, um, I don't know how young you're talking about. I think there's many reasons for it. I think that even some women are turning to younger men now, and, and younger men are wanting more mature women that know who they are. Yeah. That's interesting that younger men, they are wanting, them. yeah, they want they want the older ones. They, they know just what they want. They're really stable, and they like them, too, yeah. But I, I, I've always said, like, sometimes people say, well, they always want younger women, but that is not true. They want someone that's youthful, and they basically want someone to have fun with. And that's, I don't care what age you are. You know, I think a lot of men, they just want, a lot of them, they, they might be couch potatoes, and they want somebody a little bit more livelier, but they don't always want them really young anyway. You know, I'm talking about, like, somebody that's 60 in their 30s. And I've seen it, you know, a lot of times, but and sometimes in their 20s. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, I mean, an, an older-looking man is uh, appealing and maybe has money. I mean, he gets approached by younger women, too. That's very alluring. Yeah. And you know how it is. They have to have the money, and that's why they talk like that, because, you know, oh, my yacht here, and I'm vacationing over in France. <laughs> and, you know, that's why they say those types of things, and and, and so they can, they can grab have the women that want their money, and that's all they're going to want is their money. <laughs> no, and that's right. If you want to date that, or you want to date a body, you know, I'm 54. Yes. I will never have my 20 or even my 50-year-old body back. It's not going to happen. No. And that's why we got to know that we look good, any kind of wrinkles, any whatever, gray hair, whatever hair, we still have to know that we look good. It's our confidence in how sexy we are. Because yeah. when the lights go out, that you know, whatever, or they're turned on, they're like, I don't care, you know. So it's just like, mm-hmm. I, um, you know, that's where you, they love that. Men, they're, they're attracted, and I've talked to so many men, they said they are attracted to your confidence. And that's what's, what's, and they know a certain men, if you want a perfect body, good luck with that. That means you want someone with surgery, if they're going to be your age, you want somebody with a bunch of surgery. So, yeah. I, I, you know, love is yeah. love. I like that. No, but okay, think- yeah, mm-hmm. Confidence is super sexy, and I think it it, it draws a high value man in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, and I think if you're not confident, you're you're going to have trouble uh, attracting and keeping a high value man. Yeah, yeah, and it's true. You may be able to get him, but you might not be able to keep. Or that's what sometimes when someone they know they can kind of walk over you. Um, that's true, you know. But I was going to say, where do you meet most of the men that you date? Um, because I always try to get women out the house. or But, you know, I, I know it's going to be easier online, but tell me, have you met lonely online or out and about? Or tell us where you meet men. So I've gotten pretty bold. I, um, I will approach a man. I have given my name and phone number out. Um, so it's it's... You know, I don't hang out in just places that are strictly bars, but, you know, in restaurants, mm-hmm. um, you know, if I see someone sitting alone that I find attractive, I might um, approach them. Most of it has been online. I'm just really to the point, like I said, I relocated, that divorce, I had a lot going on. I just really have the bandwidth or the energy to get out there now mm-hmm. and to force myself to go to some of the, you know, happy hour places where there is the potential to, to meet people. Otherwise, I really uh, rely too much uh, on the online services, and I don't love that. 
I, uh, you know, we used to meet people out and about. Yeah, and I like that your social page, you are, you know, you have a nice smile and you're social and you're beautiful. So it's like if someone, if you do talk to someone, they're like, oh, I'm glad you talked to me. You know, and I think a lot of women, I tell you, they just don't even say hi. You don't have to, we're not doing pickup lines here. We're saying hi. Even if you give a guy a compliment, I like your jacket. That's all you have to say, hi, whatever you say, or ask him a question. I I always say that. Ask a guy, you know, even, well, where is the restroom in the 640s? Simple. (laughs) Or or what do you like the best here? I've never been to this restaurant. But, But it's still, a lot of women, they do not talk to men. They don't even wouldn't even notice if a man was looking at them or staring at them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think honestly, when you you because we're a certain age, it's just like, well, nobody's looking. Nobody's. Yes, they are. They love your energy. They love your smile. You're beautiful. Do you didn't know that? So it's just that, and just look up. Look up for me food sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So sure. that's good. So yeah. now you're trying to get out and be able to meet people more people in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am. I am. It's it's slow coming, but but I'm I'm doing it, and I, you know, I've learned that when I truly, um, am, I, I don't know. This is a phrase I use: standing in my worth, know my value. Mm-hmm. Um, what appears to be rejection is not nearly as hard to take. It's just life. It's yeah. just part of it. You know, people are going to come. They're going to and go. They may not call me. Um, they may call me once, and I never hear from them again. And I've come to understand it's much more. It is about them, and it's not about me. Right. Truly. And honestly, I you know I know I said this from the very beginning when we first started talking, but I say it's a numbers game, and it's fun. It should be. It's just a game. And all we're trying to do is just attach to that right person. So when I let go of that other guy, then this new guy is going to come up like, oh, thank God I let go of that other guy. And if we I didn't or, or we we lament over it too long, then, then I might not come out the house for a year. So it's so nice. Yeah. You've learned so much in this time. And that's why I say it's dating. If you just take the time to actually run around and what do we used to play that game when we were little? Uh, ring around the rosy. Yeah. Where you run around the circle and you get different partners. And that's, yeah. you know, uh, that's just what dating is. And then I, I, I think, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just think of it as a process of elimination, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe I will reach out to three or four guys on Bumble and, and might. <laughs> might have a conversation with one. It, it is right. a numbers thing. Just like, you know, any salesperson will tell you it's all about the numbers. You mm-hmm. have to you have to have those numbers in order to get to the um right people, even if it's not your long term. I know. It could yeah. be like you said, three months or six months. Um but, yeah, I've mm-hmm. had many pleasurable first dates. I can't say that I've really had a bad yeah. one. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. Like, what's the worst date? That was one of my questions. <laughs> well, probably the guy's car was playing. I know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, really, but um, but I could still find um, things to enjoy about his company over dinner before worrying about getting back in that car and getting home. <laughs> so, and also, you know, I just don't let people pick me up on right. first date either and I'm, I guess I'd agreed to do that because I'd already met this person mm-hmm. if it's someone that I don't know that definitely does not happen it no. might happen on day three yeah 
um, but not on day one and two. Yeah. Um, that's just for me. But uh, so he was, I would say he was the worst. But otherwise, I've enjoyed people's company. And uh, even when I walk away at the end of the night, knowing that I don't want to see them again. And, and usually I know that they don't want to see me either. Right. I love it when it's mutual. I remember a guy said, I'll call you. And I and I knew he wasn't, and I didn't care. And we felt the exact same way. And we both didn't want dessert. They were like, dessert? We both said no at the same time. I'm good. And we, I love the kind where it's just mutual. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's so much easier because then I don't have to send that text saying I'm, we're not a match. I'm mm-hmm. not interested in you. I love it when it's mutual and you just walk away and um, and you're happy they didn't contact you. Right, and, and like you see that next, hey, good morning, good day, like oh god, but you didn't have to. You don't have to do that like that. But okay, so what's been your biggest struggle from dating um, over sixty compared to like in your twenties? Uh, I just feel like it was easier to meet people in my 20s. I mean, I just went from one relationship to the next with so much ease and not mm-hmm. a lot of heartache in between yeah. them that I, you know, recall. It just, for some reason, it, uh, maybe I was freer, but, uh, and I was out a lot in those days. I did go to the bars and things, so that's the mm-hmm. place where, you know, 20-year-olds met back yeah. then and probably still do, I imagine. But, um, so, I don't know. Yeah. I think so just the ease of it. Mm-hmm. caused us to change um, mm-hmm. in our social skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was, I think, I talked to people in their 20s, and they still say it's kind of hard to make a connection. Mm-hmm. And it's about the hookup culture for the younger people. But when even when we were younger, it was, you could meet them. I could meet them anywhere, <laughs> anywhere, and through friends, right? We could, yeah. like, Sally, we'd be like, oh, um, you know, I know this guy, and I can hook you up with him. Or we would yeah. just go to a little house party and meet. So You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so the last question. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what's been a takeaway that you've learned from having a dating coach? Oh, when you get, when you coach. coach. Well, getting clear on um, what I wanted what I wanted to feel like in the presence of someone that might be a potential match Mm -hmm. uh, and those non-negotiables. Yeah. I I feel like those are just like something you could put in your pocket. Like, let me write this down. And I told uh, my last podcast, um, I, I had I listened to it because I mean the last podcast was dating with um without any non negotiables but like I said she didn't even know what that was so to me it's everything because we know that it and then we can say I'm gonna stand in my power and I don't I don't want that and I'm glad that you know like you said it's written down it's on paper and I don't want that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely I mean whether it's yeah, I won't get into to mine, but the other thing, which was really cute and I, I enjoyed very much, was when you got into my closet with me and I realized how kind of sad my dating clothes, my <laughs> dating clothes. <laughs> that was fun. I'm still working on that, Carolyn. I go out with you and you look amazing and fabulous, and I'm just kind of like... No, you look good. <laughs> nope, you, that purple was everything. Oh, I, I have a video. But no, the purple, honestly, you have, your makeup is great, your outfit, you had some kind of, um, something cute on when I saw you before, so it's like, you, you're doing good, though. But see, the thing is, you need to be cute and comfortable and casual. I think, you know, you can be dressy, but you still have to be comfortable, and I think that's to me, it's like this sexy, casual, sexy, comfy, yeah. depending on where you're going and, you know, so. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think you're doing good. But I love I love that part too. And that that's ladies, that's a closet edit. So it was basically going in the closet and throwing away stuff that didn't make you feel the way you want to feel. Mm-hmm. And you know, so and that's I think that's really important. But I won't keep you. I know you have more dates to go on. <laughs> Podcast, and I'd love to come back when I actually have something new to share. Oh, good. I appreciate you, Paige. You guys have a good night, and I'm so glad you stayed to the end. If you did, stay tuned for the next episode. If you would like to be featured on my podcast, please leave your information at the link below or DM me on Instagram and follow me at Carolyn Savage Dating. Have a good night. <laughs>